Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be His than have riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or lands. I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hand than to be the king of a vast domain or be held in sin's dread sway I'd rather Jesus than anything this world affords today. I'd rather have Jesus than man's applause. I'd rather to his dear cause I'd rather have Jesus than worldwide fame I'd rather be true to his holy name than to be
Sing with me how 
Exodus chapter 12 this morning. Wasn't that wonderful? Man, wasn't that beautiful? Thank you for the specials. Hearing these teenagers up here singing, the praises of the Lord bless my soul this morning. And I appreciate them doing that. Thank you for that special. Thank you, Brother Chuck, for that special. Where did he go? Did he leave? Children's Church. I was going to ask him to sing that again here in a minute. Miss Jennifer, that song you were playing, bowed on my knees and cried holy, if you would sing that for invitation. <clears throat> In the Lord good. We got here, I walked in the door this morning, and everything has been thrown off this morning. I come in, I shut the doors, and the lights went out. And come back on, and I said, uh-oh. And, uh... Thankfully, about three or four of our electricians worked hard this morning and got everything back to going. Every time we turn around, it was something else it seemed like, but I, it seemed like the more that happened, the more I was encouraged that something good was going to take place today. And I am so thankful for the Lord, His strength. I'm thankful for His people. I'm thankful for what He does. I'm thankful for Him meeting us here this morning. And uh, God is good and he's faithful. I'm appreciative of his spirit in this place today. If you would stand with me for the reading of God's word. In Exodus chapter 12, in verse 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt. And I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. If you would look over in verse 21. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. Ye shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel, and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. None of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he seeth the blood upon the lintel, and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door, and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. I want you to notice that last part. And will not suffer the destroyer to come unto your houses. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you for these specials. God, I need your help this morning. Lord, help me preach with power from on high. Lord, give me that unction that I stand in need of right now. Lord, I pray that our hearts would be open to the preaching of your word. I pray, Lord, that we'd get all the distractions out. Lord, we know the destroyer has come to destroy us. We know that the destroyer is trying to get into our homes. He's trying to get into our churches. He's trying to get into our lives. And Lord, I'm so thankful that if we do the right thing, that you will not allow him to destroy us. Lord, that if we make the right decisions and make the right steps in our life, that you will not allow the destroyer and to our homes to destroy us. Thank you for that promise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 
You may be seated. I want to speak to you this morning on the subject, the destroyer of the home. This week I was reading here in the book of Exodus in this verse here in verse 23. It took me uh, by surprise. It took me and it cut me in my soul and my heart. It said in verse 23, For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come into your houses to smite you. I want to speak to you about that destroyer that seeks to destroy our homes. In that day, the Bible said, the Lord said, the destroyer's coming through. And he's going to seek to destroy your home. And he said, you must do this. And if you do this, I will not allow him to destroy your home. This word destroy means to break. It means to demolish. It means to spoil. It means one who causes us to lose. The destroyer seeks to destroy our homes. The destroyer seeks to break our homes. The destroyer seeks to demolish our homes. He seeks to spoil our homes. He seeks to cause our homes to lose. I want you to know and understand today the destroyer is not the Lord. The destroyer is not God. The destroyer is the devil. He is Satan. He is the accuser of the brethren. He is the one seeking to devour us. He is the one going to and fro on the face of the earth, seeking to destroy us. In that day, the destroyer desired to get into the homes and to destroy the homes. I love this, that it's not just the individual, it's not just the life, but it's in the home. He seeks to destroy the home. All of these years later, thousands of years later, the destroyer still desires to demolish the home. He still seeks to destroy us every single day the devil is working to destroy the home every day he seeks to destroy the lives he seeks to destroy marriages he seeks to destroy relationships he's doing everything he can to demolish us let me tell you something today you have an enemy it's not your spouse it's not anybody in this building it's the devil and the devil himself he is the one that is the enemy he is is the one that seeks to devour you. Understand your enemy's not in this room. Your enemy is the devil. Fighting against one another will not solve anything because your spouse is not your enemy. Your preacher's not your enemy. I'm telling you, Brother Hayden is not your enemy. The devil is the enemy today. He is the one that is stirring things up. He is the one that's destroying homes. He is the one that is getting in the way. And I'm going to tell you something this morning he needs to be stopped he needs to be stopped I'm going to switch here I'm turning this green mic on brother Jeff that thing's coming loose on me this morning the destroyer must be stopped I want you to notice number one that the home is destroyed by the judgment of God every day we see homes destroyed by the devil homes that at one time was thriving homes that at one time saw so much prosperity marriages that just flourished relationships that was going great only to be later destroyed 
Why does this happen? Why are homes being destroyed so much? Because the home is destroyed by the judgment of God. I want you to notice in verse 12. He said, For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. What did he say? He said, I'm going to execute judgment. Why was the destroyer coming into the homes? Because of the judgment of God. God said, you do this, and you're going to be okay. If you don't, you're going to have to suffer the consequences of not being obedient to me. Let me tell you something. Where the homes go wrong is when they begin to disobey God. When the mama and the daddy decide to live a life outside of the relationship with Jesus Christ and they decide to go the ways of the world rather than the word of God, there's going to be judgment upon the home. If you're saved today, you listen to this. God will not leave you alone. If you're saved this morning, God will not allow you to go in this world and live any way you want to. He will not allow it. You can run as far as you want to, but the Holy Spirit of God can't leave you. You cannot pluck yourself out of the hand of God. If you're saved, that Holy Spirit's going to be there. And that Holy Spirit is going to judge you. And parents, we must follow the Word of God. We must be obedient to the Word of God. And if we will follow If we will do what God has called us to do, we would not have to go through so many problems that we go through on a daily basis. Now hold your place there and look with me in the book of Proverbs chapter 1. If you're with me, say amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 1. And so many of the issues that we are having in the home today is our fault. So many of the issues that we are facing today is because of the bad decisions that we've made. Understand that every one of these homes that got destroyed that night did not have to be destroyed. Every one of those homes could have received salvation. But they were living by the decision that they made. And let me tell you something. Husband, wife, father, mother, Your home will have to live by the decisions that you make. And a lot of the trouble that we're having is we're living by the consequences of the bad decisions we make on a daily basis. If you try and choose to go the other way, God will judge you. Notice what he said in Proverbs 1 and in verse 23. He said, turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful that God's poured his spirit out and he's given us the instruction? But notice what he said. Because I have called and ye refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. But ye have said it not all of my counsel and one none of my reproof. I'm afraid that a lot of our homes is not accepting the wisdom of God upon their home. I'm afraid that some of our homes is not looking to the Lord like we're supposed to. God said, I've poured out my spirit. I've called you, but you rejected me. I asked you to do it my way, but you chose your way. I've given you my counsel, but you've pushed it to the side. But notice what he said. 
Go here in verse five or 25. He said, but ye have said it in all, all of my counsel and with none of my reproof. He, they just put the, the wisdom of God to the side. They ignored it. Look in verse 26. And I also will laugh at your calamity, and I will mock when your fear cometh. And when your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you. Now, so many times things go wrong in the home, and what do we do? We blame God. We get mad at God for what God has done. God said it's come upon you because of your bad decisions. I tried to help you. I tried to tell, to tell you to go this way and that way, but you ignored me. And when you ignore me, you have to face the consequences. And I've allowed the desolation to come upon your home and come upon your life. Notice verse 28. Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. Whew. Man, that's tough, folks. Then they shall call upon me. When do we call upon the Lord? When it's too late. When the home is destroyed. Well, the home's demolished now, so now we'll go to church. I hear all the time, well, preacher, we get things straight in our heart and in our life. We'll be back to church. Child of God, you'll never make it back to church. Let me tell you something today. The reality of it is, is we're living in this mess because we've made bad decisions. We have made bad decisions, and then when everything gets bad, then we run to God and say, God, where are you? God, why would you do this to me? God, why would you allow this to happen to me? God, where have you been? I, I thought you were faithful. I thought you'd be there with me and lead me through. And God's going to say, well, where have you been? I've been here. God's going to say, I've never left. I won't forsake you, but you forsook me. And the reason the home is being destroyed is because the home as a whole is going against the Word of God. And as a whole, we have denied the Lord. Now notice what he said in verse 29. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. There are homes today being demolished because they choose not the fear of the Lord in the home. They don't want the fear of the Lord in the home. Notice verse 30. They were none of my counsel. They despised all of my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. You know what we're doing? We're eating of the fruit of our own way. We're sleeping in the bed that we've made. We're living by the consequences. And you know what's sad about that? So is our children. Our children is living by the consequences of the decisions made by the parents. Teachers, y'all could tell stories all morning about some of your students and their home life. And not one of them is it their fault. They're living by the decisions that mom and daddy makes. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad that there's kids that you have don't stand a chance? Not because they're sorry, but because mom and daddy's sorry. And we talk about, man, if we get in the, if we can get in the schoolhouse and whoop these kids, every one of them needs a good whooping. But you know where we need to start? We need to start with mom and daddy. Mom and daddy's the one that needs the whooping. Because mom and daddy's decided to go the ways of the world rather than the things of God. 
And now we're living by the consequences in our nation because the homes have turned against God. And now on every corner, the hedge of God has fallen and now our homes are being destroyed. And we think, well, what happened? Well, what happened? Well, what, what, well, what do you think's going to happen when you kick God out of the schools? What do you think's going to happen when you can't even pray in public? What do you think's going to happen when you force the Word of God out of the classroom? What do you think's going to happen when you take the Ten Commandments out of the courthouse? Child of God, we were founded upon the Word of God. And the Word of God is what prospered this nation. And all of the prosperity of this nation is because we stood for the things of God. But the very moment that we decide to go our own way and say, God, we don't need you anymore, is when he allowed the destroyer to come in. To destroy the homes. Now I want you to go back. He judges a home because of disobedience. But this is what you must understand. He warned them. How many plagues did he uh, put upon Egypt? How many? Ten. I heard it. Ten. Ten plagues. This was the last one, folks. He warned them nine times. I am God, I am holy, and I will not allow you to do this and live this way anymore. Miss V, he warned them over and over and over. And people look at these plagues and they say, man, what an angry God. What a foolish people. Hold on, y'all didn't hear that. What a foolish people. Brother Willard, he told them, you do this and your house will be saved. And they said, no, we want to go this way and this way. And he sent them warning after warning and give them all of these plagues. They never had to get to this point. It never had to get to this place. If they would have just turned from their sin and put their trust in the Lord, everything could have been fixed. Nobody had to die. The judgment of God did not have to be cast out upon this country. All they had to do was get right with God. That's all they had to do. And we run around in this rat race of life. And folks, we think, well, you know, if we could get the right kind of Democrat or the right kind of Republican, if we could get this and get this, no, if we'd repent of our sins and turn from our wicked ways and seek the face of God and ask Him to heal our nation, I believe then when we allow the Word of God and we are obedient to the Word of God, then He will fix our mess. Then He will bring salvation to our homes. Then He'll bring salvation to our nation. Child of God we're dying our homes are dying our kids we're losing them to the world we're losing them to drugs and alcohol we're losing them the devil is destroying them there's marriages that he's seeking to destroy there's lives that he's seeking to demolish I'm telling you there's relationships that he's trying to break he'll turn the father against the mother the mother against the father the children against the parents I'm telling you he'll turn you against the preacher He'll turn you against the church. He'll turn you against God. Because He's good at it. And He's good at what He does. And He seeks to destroy us. And there in the book of John chapter 10 it says that the thief cometh but to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil comes to kill you 
You know what that word kill means in the Greek? It means to the same expression of taking the animals to the sacrifice. It simply means that we're counted as sheep to the slaughter. He desires to destroy our lives. He desires to destroy our homes. He desires to kill the relationships. Listen to me. He desires to kill the joy and the peace of the home. Do you know why there's not peace and joy in the home? Because <laughs> the devil is at work. I'm saved. Lacey's saved. Kaylin Ann is saved. Connor Allen's saved. And there ain't nothing that old foolish devil can do about it. But you know what he can do? He can come and kill the joy. He can come and kill the peace. He can come and try to rob the things of God from us. He can come in to try to destroy the good things of the Lord. God's prospered my family. I'm telling you, God's been good to me and my family. And the devil hates it. And he'll do anything and everything to rob us and steal from us and kill from us and destroy us. Why? Because the destroyer is allowed in the home because we've disobeyed. And he comes in and he's killing and he's destroying. We're losing our kids left and right. We're losing them. Listen to me. The Disney Channel and every channel from Hollywood is telling them anything and everything. They're brainwashing them. You look at me like I'm crazy all you want to. But I'm telling you, Hollywood is brainwashing our kids. You look at me any way you want to, but they're trying to tell them you can marry whoever you want to marry and it's okay. They're trying to tell them you make the decision if you want to be a little boy or a little girl and it's okay. That's foolish, and it's not of the Lord. And it's getting into our homes, and it's destroying our homes. Preacher, how do we fix it? we got to get to the Lamb. And God said, I'll tell you what, the destroyer's going to come, and he's going to try to destroy you, but I want you to do something. Daddies, I want you to go get a lamb. He called the men out. And he said, leader of the home, I want you to go get a lamb. Oh, if daddies would run to the lamb. Oh, if the leaders of our country would run to the lamb. Oh, if the leaders uh, in Ashley County, if the people that we work with would just run to the lamb. He said, go get a lamb. Miss V, it's time for us to go to the lamb. And the only way that the destroyer is not allowed in the home is if we go get the lamb. Bless God, it ain't an animal anymore. It's Jesus. You don't have to go in the field to get the animal anymore. Bless God, all you got to do is get the lamb is humble yourself and fall down and ask Jesus to save your soul. Daddy, you want the destroyer out of your home? Go get the lamb. Go get the lamb. Mama, you want salvation in your home? Go get the lamb. We're running and getting everything in the world except the lamb. Oh, if we can get this program and this pill and this thing and that thing, my problem will be fixed. Mama and Daddy, go get the lamb. 
Go get the Lamb of God. It was the man's responsibility to go get the Lamb on behalf of the family to offer it before the Lord. And then they'd get the Lamb and they'd kill the Lamb and then the blood would be spilt. Not only did they possess the Lamb, but they applied the Lamb. It's not good enough just to go get the Lamb. You've got to apply it. Whoo, I love this. Get you a hyssop branch. You dip it down there in that blood. You get it all mixed in in the blood and you get that branch and you go to the doorpost. And you wipe that blood on both sides of the doorpost. And you get the blood all over you. You get the blood all over your home. And you claim that lamb upon your home all you can. You get the blood. Because when I come through and the death angel comes through and the destroyer comes through, that destroyer cannot do anything when he sees the blood. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But when he sees the blood, he's got to pass over you. He can't come into your home because I'm not going to allow him. You apply the blood, the destroyer's not coming in your home. You put the blood on the lintel, you put the blood on the doorpost, and I promise you, your home will not be destroyed. In fact, if you put the blood on your door, I'll save your household. I'll save you. I'll save your children. I'll set you free from the bondage of sin. I'll give you anything and everything you need in life. I'll give you the promises of heaven. I'll give you the promises of land flowing with milk and honey all you got to do is apply the blood apply the blood you take the blood you apply it and I promise you I'll bring salvation I'm telling you daddies it's time for us to go get the lamb it's time mamas to go get the lamb but listen it's time to apply it Kayla and Ann got saved not long ago and if you knew her before and know her now, you know that she got saved. And I beat her over the head. You get saved. I couldn't do it for her. She had to do it herself. But you know what I did, Miss B? I brought the lamb. And I said, here's the lamb. Now what you do with it, your business. But here's the lamb. Here's the blood. It's all there for you. All you got to do is get it in a plot. Connor Allen, here's the lamb. Lacey, here's the lamb. I can't force you to be saved. I can't force you to go to heaven. But I can bring the lamb into the household. And I can talk Jesus all I want to. And I can live and breathe Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, I can drag them to the church house. I have every right to tell them, get your tail up, we're going to the church house. Amen. Boy, it got quiet there. My goodness. We force them to go to school. Why not force them to go learn about Jesus? I'm not telling you to force salvation. I'm telling you to lay the lamb down in front of them and say, here's the lamb. Here's the lamb. Here's the lamb. And you put that lamb in front of them long enough, they're going to get a hold of the blood. And they're going to get washed white as snow in the precious blood of Jesus. I can't save Connor. I can't save Kalen. I can't save Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy Ann. I've been all these middle names. I'm confused. And I'm telling you, my baby's not saved yet. But all I can do is present the lamb and lay it down and say, there he is. You apply it, baby. But this is what I like. He told Moses, he said, y'all apply that blood. But when you're done, I want you to eat it. 
And I want you to consume that lamb. I want you to get everything there is of that lamb. And I want you to take it in. And I want you to be saturated with the lamb. I don't want you just to know the lamb. I want you to be soaked in the lamb. I don't want you just to have knowledge of who the lamb is, but I want you to eat of that lamb and partake of that lamb and get all you can of that lamb and consume that lamb. You let that lamb be the focal point of your house, and I'll pass over. I won't allow the destroyer in. You eat it. You consume it. And I'll save you and your household. Folks, Jesus doesn't need to just be a discussion of the home. He needs to be the focal point. Not just on Sunday. But every day, mamas and daddies need to be saturated with the Lamb. Don't just believe in Him, but read about Him. Learn about Him. Serve Him. Apply Him. You know why there's so many homes? Because we're getting just enough Jesus. We're getting just enough Jesus to satisfy our fancy. We think, well, we've done enough. You can't ever do enough to get all of the Lamb. This daddy has a lot of faults and a lot of failures. I'm not the richest. I'm not the prettiest. I'm not the smartest. Didn't get what amen. Thank y'all. I got lots of issues. But I need to do one thing. I need to bring the lamb to the table and say, family, here he is. And I need to be consumed with Jesus Christ. They don't need to just see me and their mama religious. They need to see us saturated. We ain't going nowhere. Y'all look at me. I ain't done. Quit leaving him here. In the morning, get your family together and say, let's pray. What if them babies heard mom and daddy calling and crying out to God in the morning before they left for school? Every day, mom and daddy, we need to eat the lamb. We need to consume the lamb. We need to fall in love with Him. We need to be saturated. He said, I'll tell you what. You go get it. You apply it. And you consume it. And I will not suffer the destroyer into your home. Daddies, He called you. Go get a lamb. Maybe you're here this morning, daddies. And this sermon's been for you. Man, I tell you, I've cried all night long about preaching this sermon. I didn't want to preach it. But God's got a purpose. And I wonder this morning if there's some daddies in this place that we've got our priorities out of whack. And we need to get focused on bringing the lamb to the table. And laying down that lamb. Telling our family, here he is. Here he is. I had a drug problem growing up. I was drugged to church. Sunday morning, 
Sunday night, that's right, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You know what they told my, my parents? Well, if you do that, they'll regret it. You'll regret it. They'll hate church. They'll hate the Lord. Man, they'll, they'll take it out on you. Man, when I got 18, I said, man, I'll never go to church again. Get out of their home. But I had a mama and daddy that was in love with the lamb. And it rubbed off on me. Whew. I'm glad my dad brought the lamb to the table. Daddies, would you go get the lamb? Maybe you're here this morning you've never been saved. Oh, would you apply the blood of the lamb to your heart and soul today?